did you notice that the first couple songs, it's, it, it took a little while to get going, right? Did anybody else feel a heaviness or, or kind of like a holding back, like there was a spiritual warfare going on? One of the, uh, one of the, the people that was praying this morning at 9.30 came up to me and said, man, I was up here praying and I just felt there was a heaviness. There's, there's some kind of a stirring going on. And, and I said, wait till you see what I'm preaching about today. <laughs> You'll know exactly why you're feeling it. Amen. All right. And you know what? That's a wonderful thing. When you're stirring up spiritual warfare in a place, it means you're going to a new level, right? You're going to a level that the enemy's trying to stop. That trying to hinder. And so, you know, just like on Super Mario Brothers or something, you got to pound through that brick, amen, and you're going to keep going. Come on, somebody, some of y'all count that. All right, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, and I want to look at verses 13 through 14 this morning. Psalm 139. 13 through 14. I want to welcome uh, the online uh, people that are watching right now from around the world. Welcome to Carroll, Michigan, Living Waters Chapel. Come on in. Amen. Jump in the river here. All right, here we go. Psalm 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Now, go back with me to Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, let's take a look at here. How y'all doing this morning? <laughs> you know, when I, when I sense the heaviness and stuff, you know, I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, oh man, the enemy doesn't like this. I love it. I love it. I love stirring up the enemy. I'm telling you right now, it's a good thing. Amen? I'd rather him be upset than not worrying about what's going on at Living Waters Chapel. Amen? Here we go. Isaiah 5, 20 through 21. And it says this, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Are you kind of getting the picture there? Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. You know, with today being Mother's Day, the Holy Spirit, I, I, I kind of wrote some notes for a message, and I'm walking around here praying uh, throughout the week, you know, trying to get the mind of the Holy Spirit. What is it? You know what needs to be spoken. And, and just nothing started falling into place, and all of a sudden, it hit me. Just like a light bulb went on. I felt led to talk about the one, of, one of the most important issues that affect women and particularly mothers. And you know what? This issue also touches men too. All right? This issue has been around for a very long time, but it's really gaining momentum right now in the media because there was a leak from the Supreme Court of the majority's opinion about this issue. This is a topic that many churches and leaders, they don't want to touch from the pulpit. And, and I'll say it again, this is why the body of Christ and the world in general is a mess because it's not being dealt with. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus said that we as the body of Christ 
We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Salt preserves. Salt promotes righteousness on this earth. Amen? The body of Christ is called to be the conscience of our society. And when Christians start to get silent, things get darker. When we start to hide our light, things get darker on this earth. Have you noticed that? And evil begins to gain momentum. This issue is one of the greatest, I said, the greatest spiritual downfalls and evils of this country. We all know someone. We maybe have a family member, a friend, a co-worker, and maybe even yourself, you've been affected by this issue. Today I want to talk about the controversial topic of abortion. I want to educate people on this topic from a biblical perspective. Say biblical perspective. See, liberals have tried to make this a political issue only. But don't kid yourself. This is absolutely moral. This is a moral issue. Now, we currently have leadership in this country that uses tax dollars to fund and promote abortion. Is anybody here in this building okay with that? Is anybody okay that, that the, you know, your money is going to murder a child? I don't like that. Planned Parenthood is one of the, the biggest promoters of abortion. The founder, Margaret Sanger, listen to this. She's the founder of it, and she is, has racist roots. Listen to a quote she gave before. She said, we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. That's the founder of Planned Parenthood right there. Hello? Back in the day, listen to this. You ready for me to drop a truth bomb on you here? Back in the day, the Ku Klux Klan were Dell Democrats. Are you following me? Oh, yeah, I'm talking about it all today, people. Now you know why there's uh, some warfare going on. Amen? You need to know that this entire push and promotion of abortion comes from Satan himself and evil spirits. It was first conceived... Not in the heart of man. It was conceived in the heart of Satan. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy humanity. But Jesus said, I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Whose side are you on? We are not fighting against people on this this issue. We are warring against an entire kingdom of darkness in the spirit realm. This is classic spiritual warfare. Look at Ephesians. Go to Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter 6, 12. I know most of you know it, but let's go there and read it here. Ephesians 6, 12. And it says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So anytime you see an individual giving in and and promoting abortion and, and, and violently protesting to keep murdering children, let me just tell you, it's demons on the inside of them. Satan hates every human being on the face of this earth. Satan hates what God loves and loves what God hates. Are you following me? 
But listen to this. He hates every human being, but it's Mother's Day, right? Last I checked. Let me just say this. He really has an attitude against women. Satan really hates you women. Why? Because it was a woman, Mary, that gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And contrary to popular liberal liberal belief, I got to say this, men cannot get pregnant. Hello, somebody. Isn't that just mind-boggling we have to say that? Men cannot get pregnant, and there are two genders. Man, if I had a dollar for every gender, I'd have two dollars. You following me? There's a meme that says, God made two genders and the Democrats made the rest up. Come on, somebody. I don't know how any Christian can be in the Democrat Party. Part of the platform is murdering the unborn. They even put in their platform they wanted to remove God. And then at their convention that one year, did you see that? They said they wanted to get rid of God. (laughs) And everyone was cheering. And someone came up and said, oh, no, 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 we can't do this. And then all of a sudden the crowd started booing when they didn't want to take it out. But don't kid yourself. God's out of the Democrat equation. Oh, I'm dropping it like it's hot today, people. (laughs) Women, listen, Satan hates you because you all are the gateway that gives birth to every human being on this earth. And every human being has the potential to bring people to Christ and to stop the kingdom of darkness. Oh, women, he hates you. (laughs) He really hates you. Satan and evil spirits are always trying to degrade women. You ever notice that? Always trying to degrade women. He doesn't like you. Now, I do want to say this about the issue of abortion. We got to throw this in here. Um, If you've had an abortion in your past, you know what? You can repent and you can ask for forgiveness and the blood of Jesus Christ washes it away. Makes you whiter than snow. Amen? He sure will. And those who have not made Jesus Lord of your life, listen, make him Lord. He will make you a new creation. Amen? So if you ask for forgiveness, listen to me. There is no condemnation. Move on with your life. Right? Move on. And uh, if you're a Christian, guess what? Let me tell you this. Every child that's been aborted is in heaven right now. Amen? That baby, if you had an abortion, that that child is waiting for you. You will see that child again. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Amen. But let me say this. If you've had an abortion personally in, in your life, you did open yourself up to demonic spirits. No doubt about it. And you absolutely need to go through emotional healing and the deliverance ministry. You've opened yourself up to some demons. Are you forgiven? Yeah, yeah. If you confess it, sure, you're forgiven. But guess what? The enemy's still got a stronghold in your life. And I would venture to say, if you got an abortion in the past, you're a Christian, there's many, listen, there's many Christian women now. They're forgiven, but they still have bondage in their life because we still need to deal with this emotional and demonic issue. Amen? Oh, oh, by the way, come to my healing and deliverance service. You'll find out that demons don't leave automatically when you become a Christian. Right? All right. Um, 
So just know you need to go through some emotional healing and deliverance uh, for that. And I'll talk more about some of the statistics of that in a moment. But like I said, many pastors, church leaders, they won't touch this topic with a 10-foot pole because they are afraid of offending people. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Uh, You know, I, I once had someone a while back you know, tell me they, they go to a church and, and I said, so what is your pastor? You know, where does he stand with the political process? And they said, I don't know. He never talks about it. I'm like, what? Never talks about it. Never talks about abortion. No, don't, no clue. I said, well, you might want to find that out. And it's sad that has to happen because there are some denominations. There are some churches where they're totally okay with it. When I pastored in big rapids, Michigan, you wouldn't believe it. There were people out there from this certain denomination who were pro-choice. A Christian. They think they're Christians, but they're not. Are you following me? Listen, if you're a part of a denomination that accepts any of that stuff, abortion, gay marriage, all this transgender junk, listen to me. Get the heck out of there. Amen. So, so many pastors don't want to touch it because they think they're going to offend people. And, and guess what? You probably will. <laughs> okay? You probably will. Uh, but listen to this. Those leaders that are afraid of that, they need to get out of the ministry. Because in ministry, let me tell you right now, you're going to offend people. And listen, I'm telling you, you're just going to offend people just by preaching the basic word of God. You will offend people. Amen? Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. I, I know it's, it's part of the job description. Says it right in the job is you're going to offend people. Jesus told us that. Amen? Jesus said that we would suffer persecution for his name's sake and for the gospel. Amen? So maybe, hey, listen to this. Maybe if that person, this is the importance of talking and preaching this thing, is that maybe someone today, maybe someone watching around the world, maybe someone in this service right now, maybe they're going to come to a point in their life where they get pregnant and they're tempted to have an abortion. Are you following me? Maybe, just maybe, I can talk them out of it. Maybe I can talk them down from that ledge and saving that child. Amen? The fact that a person that had an abortion should not stop ministers and us from preaching against it from a biblical perspective. If that was the new standard, we would never talk about anything. Listen, I got relatives. I got relatives of my own family who are homosexual. Come on, somebody. I got relatives who are transgender in the family. I got people who've had abortions. Listen, if that was the new standard, I'd be out of a job right now. We wouldn't talk about anything because we don't want to offend that family member. No, 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 no. See, that's where it comes to the point of Jesus must increase in you and you must decrease. You be faithful. You be a faithful ambassador to the word of God. Are you following me? So we know now it's not an option to be silent about these moral issues. Uh, Christians, we must publicly declare these things are wrong. Amen? Uh, Romans ten fourteen. It says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Lives are not changed without talking about issues. And unborn children will not be saved from abortion without preaching the truth. It's that simple. It's that simple. So we need to boldly preach and teach the Word of God. And guess what? The re- guess who the results are up to? The Holy Spirit. I'm going to preach the Word. The Holy Spirit's going to prick hearts. 
That's what it comes down to. Amen? Now here, let's jump into this. Here we go. The definition of the word abortion is this. The deliberate termination of of a human pregnancy. The deliberate termination of a human pregnancy. Uh, What jumped out to me was that word deliberate. You know what deliberate means? On purpose. They gave thought to it. Guess what it is? It's premeditated murder. Premeditated murder. By the way, uh, some people that say, uh, they're that, you know, you ever hear someone say, well, I'm personally not for abortion, but we shouldn't take the rights away from women. You ever hear that? I'm pro-choice, but personally, I'm not for abortion. Baloney! That's a lie from the pits of hell. If you're personally pro-life, you will take away the murder option. There is no middle ground. No middle ground. God said, you're either hot or you're cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm spewing you out. That's what he said. There's no middle ground. God hates middle ground. It's hypocritical. Oh, I'm personal. You know, you hear that all the time from all these smooth-talking snake politicians. Well, I'm personally, you know, against it. But a woman should choose to murder her child. Evil. Evil. We need to choose whose side we are on. Who will you serve, God or Satan? It's that simple. President Ronald Reagan had a powerful quote about abortion. He said this. He said, I've noticed that everyone that's for abortion has already been born. Come on, somebody. You understand, right, that they go in and they pull limb, each limb off of that child. This is demonic. This is evil. Absolutely. I hope I get you angry today. Angry enough to speak up and do something about this. See, it's never okay in the eyes of God to vote. Listen to me, somebody. It's never okay in the eyes of God to vote for a political candidate that approves of abortion. Or one that says he's pro-choice. I I had... uh, Someone tell me, well, I'm not for, I don't like their abortion stand, but I like their, their money policies, right? And I said, oh, oh, well, really? You just fell into the love of money trap then. You're willing to forsake and let these babies be murdered for the love of money. Really nice. In fact, I was banned out of the Pioneer newspaper in Big Rapids because I wrote that. And the guy would not, the editor would not put it in the paper Man, I rose a biggest stink about that in the whole in the area. Whoa, it's great. But I'm telling you right now, never vote. Well, are you to be a one-issue voter? Yes, absolutely. If someone is pro-abortion, they're out of the equation for your voting as a Christian. Amen. Science has proven, listen, that children in the womb, they suck their thumb, they feel joy and pain, they respond to light, they develop food preferences, and they even recognize their mother's voice in the womb. You see, it's a lie from the enemy. This is what the Democrats and all these liberals want to do. They try to dehumanize that unborn child. It's a fetus, right? Right? It's not a human. It's a fetus. They're always trying to dehumanize people. Wow. Oh, I'm going deeper here. Get ready. Put your spiritual seatbelts on right now. 
Uh, we're going to experience some turbulence, okay? Liberals are not following the science. You ever hear a liberal say, follow the science. Every time I try to follow the, their science, it always leads to a money trail. Are you following me, somebody? The love of money is the root of all evil on this earth. People sell their souls for the love of money. Money's not bad, but the love of it is. True science, the Word of God. True science is backed by the Word of God. And unborn children are not just a clump of cells. They are indeed a human life. And get this, ready? That unborn child belongs to God. You as the parent, you're simply the caretaker. You're simply the overseer. But listen to me, your child belongs to God. And one day you're going to have to give an account to God for how you have raised your child. Amen? Now, go with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. We can't hold back. We can't hold back on these issues. All right? Listen, I mean, I probably got... Those family members who are in these classes, they're going to probably watch this sermon, right? Pretty awkward stuff for a pastor, isn't it? I follow Jesus. We follow Jesus, amen? We love the people, right? We love the people, but you don't have to be accepting of the sin that they're holding on to. We must speak against it, amen? Luke 1, 39 through 42. Listen to this here. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it, and, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Now, John the Baptist leaped in Elizabeth's womb. I love that. He leaped for joy when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting. Isn't that phenomenal? Now, now listen, you, you might let this pass you by. You might just read that and pass it by. But the Holy Spirit slowed me down on this. And look, and look at this. I want you to notice that the baby responded or leaped in the womb. Not when the baby heard Mary but when Elizabeth, the mother, heard Mary's voice. Did you ever follow that? Did you ever catch that? The Holy Spirit just put the brakes on me when I was reading this for the message. The, the baby didn't hear it, but the mother did. This tells us this, that a child can be affected in the womb of a mother by what the mother is listening to and what the mother is hearing. Man, John the Baptist leaped for joy in the womb. Uh, the Word of God confirms that children can experience emotions in the womb. Now, many people that Marianne and I, that we minister to with emotional healing and deliverance, many things have, have come into them emotionally, even in the womb. I know some people, I know if you're not thinking from a spiritual perspective, you're thinking, Pastor James, that sounds ridiculous. Give me a break. Well, if John the Baptist can be affected with a positive emotion, babies can be affected with negative emotions in the womb. Amen? So, the, you know, <laughs> this is what happens many times. It's so prevalent. When, when the mom or dad say, I don't want this baby. 
I wish I never got pregnant and the baby's in the womb. You better believe the baby's sensing all of it. And people deal and struggle with rejection until they get help. Until they get to that spiritual root cause. Amen? So, mothers, fathers, be very careful what you're speaking and allowing to enter the ear gates at any time, especially when you're pregnant. Because it's not just affecting you, it's affecting that child in the womb. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter 6. You're not going to hear that from many pulpits. Let me just tell you that right now. It's sad they should because it's real. Amen. Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. Look at this. It says, These six things the Lord hates. The Lord hates all sin, right? But it's interesting he picked out six things here to to, to point out. Six things that really, really hates here, obviously. Yes, seven are abomination to him. Look at this. A proud look, a lion lion tongue. Here it is. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among brethren. So God hates hands that shed innocent blood. People, you can't get any more innocent blood and helpless than a child in a mother's womb. The womb should be the safest place ever for a child, but it's become a slaughterhouse for over 63 million people since 1973. I hear some politicians say this. Some politicians say, we can't afford to have another holocaust. Don't look now, but there's been a holocaust happening since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was put into action. Listen to this. This is a holocaust. What does holocaust mean? The word holocaust is defined as this, a mass slaughter on a massive scale. Would anybody here dispute that 63 million lives murdered is not massive? It's massive. It is indeed a holocaust. Where are the Christians that are willing to stand up for these unborn? Come on, somebody. You know, we get so comfortable in our own life, don't we? It's like we we just kind of get in our cushy uh, American life. You know, we hear the term abortion, and you might say, oh, yeah, abortion. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Do you, I mean, but do we really hate it? Do we really hate it enough to get into action over this thing? Come on, somebody. There is a reason that a pregnant woman, when she's murdered and the unborn child dies also, did you know it's two counts of murder? Right? Yet it's okay. It's okay and legal, by the way, to put a sharp object up the mother and in the back of the head of the baby and then take a vacuum and suck its brain out and kill it. What kind of a country are we living in? Are, are we really blessed? Are we really blessed? Is, it, is God's blessing really on this country when we, take, when we take an innocent child and we suck the brain out? What a barbaric country we're in. What a barbaric world. Amen? Everything that's legal 
in the laws of man are not legal, are not all legal and permissible in the eyes of God. There is a higher law, and that is the word of the living God. Amen? Now listen to this. There's nothing new about killing innocent unborn or innocent children. In the Old Testament, evil people would sacrifice their children to idols. In particular, to Moloch. Go with me to Leviticus. Let me show you something here. Now that's a book. It's probably pretty smooth pages for you, right? <laughs> How often do you go to Leviticus? Right? But listen, there's some really good things in Leviticus. The whole Word of God, Genesis to Revelation. It's powerful. Amen? All right, Leviticus uh, 20, uh, 20, Leviticus 20, 1 through 5. There's nothing new under the sun. Amen? Here we go. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Again, you shall say to the children of Israel, Whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel who gives any of his descendants to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will set my face against that man, and I will cut him off from his people, because he has given some of his descendants to Moloch to defile my sanctuary and profane my holy name. And if, if the people of the land shall in any way hide their eyes from the man when he gives some of his descendants to Moloch, and they do not kill him, then I will set my face against that man and against his family, and I will cut him off from his people. And all who prostitute themselves with, uh, prostitute themselves with him to commit harlotry against Moloch. Listen, Moloch was an idol, but really, they weren't sacrificing to a, a, a statue. You know who they're really sa- uh, sacrificing these children to? Demons, to Satan. Did you know that many children go missing every day that are being sacrificed by Satanists? Did you know that? I mean, it's mind-blowing. It is literally mind-blowing. But, you know, we have our nice homes. Yeah, we have our... Right? I mean, we're comfortable, right? All while these, these Satanists are doing this to our children... And don't kid yourself, abortion is simply a continuation of what they did to Moloch. In the Old Testament, the penalty was death. It's an abomination, and it's still hated by God. And it should be hated by every Christian on the face of this earth. Amen? Every disciple of Jesus Christ should hate it. But it was literally a blood... Listen to me now very closely... It was literally a blood sacrifice to appease demon spirits. You following me? And abortion is simply that continuation, a blood sacrifice, a legal one in this country, by the way, to sacrifice to the kingdom of darkness. Now here, what do I mean by appease the demons? Did you know anytime there is an act of sin or anything like a murder or anything like that, it literally gives the uh, demon spirits permission in that location? Oh, you're not hearing me. <laughs> now, now, you're not understanding why these liberals, these demon-possessed liberals are melting down like children and getting violent. You want to know why? Because the demons in them are recognizing if Roe v. Wade goes away, if this gets banned in states, 
They're literally losing, come on, authority in those places. That's what it's all about. That's what I mean by a blood sacrifice to appease. It literally gives the devil permission. In fact, did you know, I'm pretty sure of this, I'll have to, if there was a murder in a house and you're going to buy a house, it needs to be disclosed. Am I right? If someone, it needs to be disclosed there was a murder in that house. Oh my. You ever seen the movie Poltergeist? That's a real thing. Poltergeist spirit where, where demons move things around in homes. Why? Because they were given permission in that place by something. Someone played with the Ouija board. Someone did something in there. Something bad. I'm telling you right now, oh, I'm hitting this hard. I know this is deep stuff, but you need to know this. It opens a portal, an evil portal for demons. It gives them permission to operate in an area, in a country, in a person's life. That's why you got... You got people who are in witchcraft, even in Tuscola County and Satanism, doing satanic rituals. What they're doing is they're giving, just how we pray, just how we pray to God, God, fill this place with your presence. When they're doing these evil rituals, they're giving permission for demons to operate. Oh, come on, somebody. I love training Christians up in this stuff. You need to know this. Amen? People don't know it, but that's what's happening. The word of God says that Satan is the God of this evil world system. Small g. But it means he's a ruler over the evil world system. Are you following me? So you can see, So now you can see why all these liberals are tormented by the fact that Roe v. Wade might be turned around. This leak was intentional. You understand that, right? to stir things up, to get things moving, to cause chaos. And they're trying to put pressure on these justices to reverse their decision. But Clarence Thomas, man, I love that guy. He came out and said, if you think we're going to be bullied to change our position, forget it. About time. Come on, somebody. So, you getting anything out of this? I'm almost done. Abortion, the murdering of innocent life is never okay. Let God be God. Allow God to sort things out. Are you following me? We as Christians, listen, we must always side on the side of life. We serve a God of life. We serve the true and living God. Amen. Death, in fact, is considered an enemy. In fact, death is the last enemy that shall be defeated. Are you following me, somebody? We serve a God of life. Think of all the gifts and talents and callings that have been ended because of abortion. What have we aborted? Only God knows the loss that humanity has suffered, all of the inventions, maybe cures, whatever, that would have come through these humans were murdered because it's not convenient. And many try to argue... Uh, what about women? Here, you ready for this? Let's just touch this. So, you know, what about women that were raped, right? I mean, come on. You've got to allow some murder of the kid for that, right? Listen to me. Here's my answer to this. You ready? So already this woman who has been raped, she has major emotional issues she's going through, right? But then when she goes to get an abortion, she's going to compound that 
by murdering that child. Adoption is the answer if a mother and father doesn't want the child. Are you following me? A woman who's been raped and she wants to have an abortion and someone's trying to convince her to have this abortion, it's compounding the pain. By the way, abortion doesn't undo you from being a parent. It makes you a parent of a dead child. Come on, somebody. You're still a parent. And listen to this. Oh, man. It's so it's a proven fact that women that get an abortion, look at the statistics yourself, they're more likely to deal with emotional bondage and suicidal thoughts and tendencies because it's so unnatural. Listen to this. I was Googling this. You, you can Google it yourself. Even the chances of, of cancers developing, listen to this, in female areas, listen, and breast cancer increase. Now, I, when I read that, this was mind-boggling. You do your own research. Don't hear it from me. The chances of breast cancer increase. I find it very interesting that the very part of a mother that feeds the infant is attacked after a woman has an abortion. Judgment. What is this? Are you following me? She opened the door to the enemy. It's because it brings a curse on a person. It's murder. It's sowing and reaping. If you're going to sow into death, you're going to reap into death and sickness and disease. But you can break that off of you. Are you following me? You can break that off of you. You need to break it off of you. There are some serious spiritual things going on in your life that need to be broken off of you. And that's why I'm, Mary and I, we're willing to help anytime, amen? And our healing and deliverance team here at Living Waters Chapel. But here's why. Listen to this. Deep down, these people know in the very conscience, they know that abortion's wrong, right? They know deep down. Come on, somebody. And that's why it puts a very heavy, unnatural, an unhealthy load on a person's emotions that eventually, we know, we studied this, negative emotions can lead to physical infirmities in the physical body because it's unnatural. This is not natural to kill, kill a human being. I don't care what Pelosi and all them are saying in Washington, D.C. It is not normal. Are you following me? So these, these individuals, you need to make peace with God about it. You need healing emotionally. Let's break off these curses off of your life. I find it very interesting. 2 Timothy 3.3 3 says that in the last days, listen to this, that people would act without natural affection. Now, a lot of people just think, oh, is that time of homosexuality? Not just that. It's not natural to be okay with murdering your child in the womb. Come on, somebody. The natural affection, the natural God-given thing on the inside of a person is to care for and protect that innocent life. By the way, my body, my choice. You ever hear that from some liberals? It doesn't even make sense because it's a separate body in their body. It's separate. If it was their body being aborted, that person would be dead too. Now, here's what we got. You ready for this? So they, they, they try to say, oh, it's my body. Okay, so they're trying to, again, de- dehumanize that, that child in the womb, right? But now, oh, no, no, no. They really showed their cards now. You ready for this? California bill. 
okay? They want to make it legal to murder a child up to 10 days, not before they're born, after they're born. After they're born. Legalize literal murder outside even of the womb. Oh, my goodness. Oh, California, New York. Oh, my. This is demonic, people. Church, let's boldly stand up and be a voice for these innocent children. Amen? Let's support pro-life organizations like Positive Alternatives right here. I'm telling you right now, after this message, their bank account better go up. Come on, somebody. Let's support pro-life organizations and let's run Planned Parenthood into the ground financially. Bankrupt them. Let's reach out and minister to those women in need for counsel, support, and healing. Get involved. Contact Positive Alternatives. What can I do to help, right? And it comes down to this. God is the giver of life, and we, his people, must always promote, come on, and protect life. Let's stand in this place. I've said enough today. Wow, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost on me right now. You want to increase the anointing on your life? Start talking about things that Christians ignore. Because the Holy Ghost is saying, finally, someone's talking about it. Finally, someone's bold enough to talk about it. Here, here's some more of my anointing, right? My goodness. Now, maybe there's someone in this place you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Maybe there's someone in this place. Maybe you have had an abortion. Again, I'm not throwing stones at you. I'm coming against the, the sin of abortion. Amen? God loves you. He has a great plan for your life. And it's time to start over. Let's start brand new. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, meet me over in this corner. Let's, let's just pray. And, and I want to see you get born again. A new birthday. Amen? And you will see that child again. What a glorious day that would be. Amen? Now, maybe there's someone in here. You, you made Jesus Lord of your life a long time ago. But man, if you died right now, you have no idea if you go to heaven because you've kind of gotten off the rails, right? You got involved with things that maybe you shouldn't. If you want to rededicate your life today, meet me over in this corner and let's just rededicate your life, right? Let's just settle it in your heart today. Let's get rid of that guilt, condemnation that you're carrying around right now. Now, maybe you've never uh, received the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. If you never receive the Holy Spirit baptism, you know, perhaps maybe a lot of these ministers aren't talking about it because they don't have the Holy Ghost baptism. Are you following me? Because he said that you will receive boldness, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I'll tell you right now, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you don't care what anyone thinks. Just preach the word and minister. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, meet me in this corner. Now, anybody else, you have, you have need of prayer for anything? Um, I'm always available. You, you got prayer requests, come on up. Um, the board members, uh, altar team, we're willing to pray with you. We'll stay as long as you need. But listen, I want, I, I hope this message stirred you up like never before. Now, Jane Reed, lift your hand over there. See her back there? All right, so she has a petition. And, and to what? Decertify. Decertify. Listen, that's why we as Christians need to get involved here. Are you, 
we all know this election was rigged. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen on that? All right. If you want to sign that petition, and I hope every Christian does, right? Come on. We need new leadership in this country. Sign that. See, Jane, before you leave, just get a signature on there real quick. Amen. Um, So let's see here. Uh, Tuesday night, we have prayer on the phone. Uh, see me or anybody will give you the phone number from seven to eh, whenever. And then on Wednesday night, seven to eight, we're right here for prayer. And I'm telling you, get ready. Here's the deal with the healing and deliverance service. It's not just for people who are in bondage. It's not for people who need healing. It's for everybody. If you want to learn how to minister healing and deliverance, I'm telling you, it's going to be a message that will really be powerful. And it it focuses in, I know I talk about, I touch on healing and deliverance here, but we're really putting the magnifying glass on it and we'll pray for people afterwards. So, all right, everybody have a great week. Father, bless these people, bless everyone, encamp them with your holy angels, Lord God. Give them a wonderful week. And Lord, I pray this word that was preached would be stirred up in their heart, Lord God, and that Lord God, you would rock this country and Jesus, that you would be glorified in the United States of America once again. And everybody said, get out of here. Have a great week. Hey, if you need me, you know where to find me. Mothers, happy Mother's Day.